0: Welcome to the business of being well. If you're a hands-on practitioner who wants to grow a profitable business without working your life away, you're in the right place. So sit back, take a deep breath and enjoy the show. Hello everyone. Welcome to a new episode of the business of being well. I'm here today with Michelle Fernandez. And Michelle, I would love for you to just share who you are and what you do for us to get started and dive into talking about funnels
1: today. All right. One of my favorite topics. Hey there. I am Michelle Fernandez and I am a growth strategist. So I'm all about creating strategic ad campaigns and highly converting funnels Um, for whether they be online experts or even brick and mortar businesses, so they can basically help more people, serve more people on a broader level than just like who already knows them.
0: You just hit on something that is so huge within specifically the chiropractic profession, because for decades, statistics have shown us that only 10% of the U S population utilizes chiropractic care. And it, it never really changes. It kind of goes up and down a little bit from somewhere between like eight to 12, but it's pretty much stay the same as like an average of roughly 10%. And I think a lot of that is because of what you just said, people that already know us are the people that utilize our care
1: Exactly, exactly. And it's funny because and, and now that you said that, so there's these five levels of awareness, right? So people either don't like they're clueless, they don't know how they they have it even have a problem, then you have people who know they have a problem, but don't know there's a solution. And then people who have a problem know there's a solution. And then it comes down to knowing that you are the solution to their problem, right? They're aware of products and services available. So a lot of times what you just said specifically to chiropractors or even physical therapists, um, even um, I've dealt with people where they talk about like the pelvic floor, right? Like that was something new that I was like, I don't even know what the heck that is. However, when they described it, I'm like, oh, I can kind of relate now that I understand what you're talking about. So that's the beauty of having these funnels and really putting the content and value out there. Because you can get more people or help more people once they become aware, like, oh, yeah, I do have that problem. And I didn't know that there was a solution for it. I just thought I had to live with life this way, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. So putting these funnels in place or content or however you're putting your, your message out there, this is like ideal to open everybody's eyes to see not only is there a solution, but even more make that connection that you are the solution for their problem.
0: So talk a little bit more about what a funnel is. I I know what a funnel is because I have one, I've been doing this online business thing for seven years, but most of the people that listen to this podcast hear funnel and they're like, they're like, oh my gosh, what? We're going to talk about what? They automatically conjure up these ideas about what it means in their mind. So Mm -hmm. let's just dive into your definition of what a funnel is and maybe we can dispel some myths.
1: Yes. And this is such a great question because I have heard different definitions. So I see that I see this as kind of in two parts, if you will, but really a marketing funnel is the entire journey from a person not knowing who you are, all the way to basically becoming a paying customer. So all the stops in between and every business that you can actually think of has some sort of a funnel. For those of us that are in the online space, a lot of people just think a funnel are, you know, when you go to a website and you land on an actual URL page, but that's not necessarily what it is. So the marketing funnel includes like running paid advertising, maybe sending follow-up emails, search engine optimization, Mm -hmm. and like really everything in between. And then if you really want to break down even your funnel a little bit more, you're talking about the sales funnel, which is the path that takes the customer, um, that takes them on that journey to purchase from your business all the way through actually what I call the transformation because the sale doesn't stop in that transaction. It stops in the transformation. So I consider that like the full sales funnel part of the marketing funnel. Did did that make sense? (laughs) It makes sense to me, yes. Okay, perfect, <laughs> perfect. Yeah, so
0: why do you feel that funnels are so important for, uh, for a business?
1: Well, because you wanna get more people in, right? Like any business is in business to make money, right? As much as we wanna help people out, whether we're looking at money or helping people, it's kind of like, we can't help more people unless we get a steady flow of new leads or sales coming in. And a funnel is the way to do that.
0: Okay, so for a person who wants to help more people, but all these marketing terms sort of like freak them out. Mm -hmm. What would you want them to know? Like, how could you help them reframe what a funnel is so that it doesn't feel salesy or too Mm -hmm. Mm
1: pushy? So I always look at it this way. You want to start with the end in mind, right? So it's like, you you know what what you ultimately want to do, right? Which is, let's say, take advantage of your services that you provide. So what are the steps that it takes to get them in? So it's not that you're being salesy to to sell them your services, but you're providing them basically with value or kind of the reasons or the benefits of your service and how to get them in. So how can you reverse engineer that journey that they can go on to get this result with you being their guide on that journey to get there? That's how I like to look at it because I too feel like I don't want to feel all (laughs) salesy. So I kind of position it that way in my brain. So it doesn't make me feel that way. And it just, whenever you come with that sales or what I've always heard called commission breath, you know. Um, people sense that, right? They, they feel like you're leading with your wallet. So if you come from a place of service and value and how I can help you and how this is going to benefit you and, and your life and your well-being, it's just a, you're in a different set that people receive that and they feel that rather than that commission blast. I have never heard the term commission. You haven't? No. <laughs> but when I said it, you knew exactly what I was talking about, didn't you? I oh, mean, yeah, I had to think so. about it a little bit, but I was like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, I yes. I'm a person like that. Yeah, you've come oh, across
0: that sometimes. sure, <laughs> yes. I, have, I used to work in the mall way back in the day before I went to school to become a chiropractor. So, you know, there were like the kiosks where people sold sunglasses or um, they sold cell phone plans, you know, just like, nope, nope, not passing the cell phone stand today. (laughs) I learned how to take alternate routes to avoid those people because they would see me or really not just me, but any person every day. And they would Mm -hmm. ask me the same question. Hey, and I'm like, no, nope, nope. (laughs) So I think that, you know, there are things like that that we experience um, that sometimes like we develop limiting beliefs or you know, stories or misconceptions about selling and marketing. And we don't want to be like those people. So let's, let's not do it at all. Right. And right. it just holds us back from really being able to serve more people, which is what it's all about at the end of mm-hmm. the day.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. And honestly, so, and I will throw this in here because this was something that I had to overcome is that as much as you've, like you're not a salesperson, right? You're in the wellness business. However, by you not offering or not presenting this, you are doing a disservice to whoever can benefit from your thing. So if they don't know what you have, or they don't know how this can help them, then you're doing a disservice. So that to me, when I heard that, I was like, oh, that shifted also my thing. If, I, if no one ever knows, or maybe you know, doesn't know like the different things like, oh, I didn't know I can go to a chiropractor for this service. Mm -hmm. I thought it was only for that service. Well, by you not explaining or telling them, then they're not going to be able to benefit from it either. Yeah, totally.
0: Okay. So you have got three pieces to building a funnel that works well.
1: Let's dive into
0: those. What's the first one?
1: Okay. So the first one, is that landing page funnel, right? So this is where you actually, um, maybe it's something in your field where it would be like you have a a service that you're gonna offer for free or a discount or come and test something out, right? Um, That could be a funnel to get them in the door. And then from there, you take it offline where you actually have an, um, like an in-house kind of sales, let's just call it a sales team or, you know, a physician meets with them or some sort of doctor meets with them and kind of goes through what their plan of action would be. So maybe they need to come like five more times or a package of 10 services or however that is, that would be taken offline. Now, the other funnel that I put into place is your ads funnel, right? Some sort of marketing funnel, whether you do Google ads, whether you do Facebook or Instagram ads, some sort of marketing that's really gonna bring in cold people to you. And by cold, I mean people who don't know who you are or what you're about, right? How do they find you in the market? And when you're looking at that, you're looking at just the difference um, to kind of give you a heads up if most of, most of you are brick and mortar, right, if you don't offer a service online, most people find you with like a search engine optimization, right? They're searching for chiropractors in the area, and then you can come up in that search. The other way when you're looking at, let's say, Facebook or Instagram ads, you're actually saying, okay, I want to put myself in front of these people within 10 20 miles of my brick and mortar facility right and then that way if they're searching they may not go to the first one because they're not. you know they'll just go to the first one and start calling versus if they see your ad they meet your staff they see what you have going on they see your facility um then they start connecting to you more and they'll go to you instead of your the person across the street right so that's also a funnel that we put in place. And then you have either your email funnel or it could be a text or a telephone, however you all do your sales part on the inside, that would be a funnel that you would have them go through as well. So it sounds like, oh my God, I have to have three things in place, but yes. Yes. And it's not that difficult, but they all work so well together. And if you looked at what I was just saying, it's kind of bringing them on that marketing journey that when we explain what a funnel was from beginning, it's bringing the people in and then closing them on your part internally, right? Offline and whatever your sales system or your sales process is. I think one of the ways
0: that I... um... One of the the ways I reframe my thought process about the sales funnel process, like the sales funnel journey for the potential new patient or client is that for the practitioner, it actually helps ensure when your funnel is working the way that you want it to, it helps ensure that the right people are coming to you at the end of that funnel, right? So a funnel doesn't necessarily just bring you more and more and more people. Would you agree? Like it it helps you to like weed out some people who may need to go to someplace else or who may not be the right fit.
1: Exactly. And all of that is done with your messaging or your content. Right. So like I've seen it all the time with um, like with uh, PTs. Right. Where they're like, I don't take insurance. I have like, I charge a certain amount, so I want a certain type of clientele. So that's when we're looking to qualify the people even before they book that call or book their, you know, their um, appointment. So when you're doing the funnel, like with your ads, or even in the actual landing page funnel itself, you are in your messaging saying who you do and don't want. Or when you're doing advertising, it's like, okay, I want to target not only these people who live in a certain area, but maybe shop at certain stores or have a certain degree or something that would put them in a different range, um, economic range for them to afford your services. So there's all kinds of ways that you can do that. So when you get, you're not just taking calls of people who they're like, $100, no way would I spend $100, right? Um, or whatever the cost of your service is. So yes, totally agree. Yeah, and I think it
0: also helps to like uh, prime people for what your services may cost. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's not just that, you know, whether or not they can afford the, the cost of your services is one thing, but there are. Like the, the good sales funnel, like prime them to expect a certain, um, fee, whether it's like a low cost or a high cost or something in between
1: uh-huh.
0: as they go through the, your, your sales funnel, your marketing funnel, um, like they're, they're maybe not consciously, but unconsciously, subconsciously developing expectations. Uh-huh. So I think in the best case scenario for our front desk staff in the brick and mortar setting, um, it helps them to like have more efficient and effective conversations because the people that they are getting on the phone with
1: are, they've already gone through that process. They already know what to expect ahead of time before they actually talk to the human. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And then even when you just think of the word funnel in itself, like it's a funnel, like wider on the top, narrow on the bottom. So that's exactly what these things are doing, they're pushing them through. And in case anybody's wondering, like I've gotten in situations where I'm, some of my clients are like, "Well, I can help all these people. I don't want to turn anybody away. I just open my brick and mortar, and I don't want to turn people away, right? I need as ma- many clients as I can." Yes. And it, you have to get comfortable. And I say half that's like I'm telling you what to do, but I kind of am. <laughs> that you have to get comfortable that it's okay to let people out of the car, to turn people away because if not, what's going to happen is you're going to build this business with clients that can't afford your thing, are always going to be complaining, they're going to be objection or not show up. So you'll have your calendar booked and then no shows, right? So it's important that you hold on steady to your vision of what you want your business to look like and say, yes, I want these type of people, this is what I want them to do and they will come. And if you do your messaging and your funnel the right way, then you can build the business that you're really like, I can't wait to get up and go into my, you know, my shop today to help out all these people rather than being like, oh, my God, did I, you know, (laughs) do I have to go in today? That's not how you want to be. You want to be the other way.
0: Well, there are a lot of people that feel that way. And, and and there's a lot of layers to this conversation. This is not an all-inclusive conversation by any means, <laughs> but there are a lot of people that feel that way about going to their practice each day because they have had this um, notion, this philosophy passed down to them that they should they should save everybody. They should rescue people. They should be um, affordable and always open and accessible for Mm -hmm. as many people as possible. And the truth that I see now, I've, I've been able to see this for about seven years is that it's exhausting. And then a lot of us are like, no, I don't want, if this is what it looks like to be successful in this profession, I don't want to do this.
1: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Which is burnout.
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. it totally is. And, and is and is sad is that it is to say i don't even know if it's sad because then you're 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 right you're going against what you've all this um learning that you've got and all your certifications and all your you know degrees that you got is to help people and yeah. you are helping people but at a, just a different level so if you can just kind of reframe that in your mind you will see that you're doing a better service to them because with you being a little bit bitter that maybe these aren't the people you want you're not going to show up as your best self to mm-hmm. help them ultimately, but mm-hmm. I, I, I hear where you're coming from yeah. <laughs> and that happens with all kinds of industries, not just yours.
0: For sure. Yes. Okay. Michelle, I have two more questions for you. One is that you've got a stack of books on the desk behind you. Um, I can spot <laughs> a couple of them that I know there it's like, I can just read the title just barely. <laughs> I was like, your vision is really good. <laughs> <laughs> um, I might know some of the others, but I can't read them. So tell me which one of those books is your favorite and why is it your favorite?
1: Oh, my goodness. Where do I even start? (laughs) Um, I'm like, let me look back. Okay. My my favorite one is The One Thing. I think that's just good for all business owners because we tend to get so... Either shiny object sh- syndrome or distracted, or you could even be listening to me today and be like, oh my gosh, I need to stop this right now and build this, right? When you're in the middle of doing something else, where this has you focus on, okay, what is the one thing that I am going to work on and develop it until it turns into something? Not give up on it, because even though you put this marketing funnel together, it may not work tomorrow or it may not work next month, but you need to be focusing just on that until you test and tweak and test and tweak until you get it to be where it's converting and it needs to go, right? Rather than saying, oh, this is not working after a week. Let me move on. Oh,
0: that's been the lesson of my last two years in business. <laughs> like I didn't look at... Um, conversion rates on landing pages, for example. I just never looked Mm -hmm. at that kind of information because I didn't think, I just felt like it was too salesy. Mm -hmm. And I realized I was actually missing out on a huge opportunity to help more people because sometimes it's just a matter of like changing the placement of some words or replacing some, replacing one phrase with another phrase. And all of a sudden that landing page starts converting far better. And if it means changing some words to like something that means the same but sounds different on a landing page to be able to help more people then I'll do that it just took me a long time to get to a place where I had that perspective like to really understand that it was actually sometimes very simple mm-hmm. to make a funnel work better and to get better results help more people etc um and it's not actually salesy. <laughs>
1: It's not. And it's all about knowing your numbers, right? Knowing what to track. And then when you're looking at the numbers, knowing what those mean in order for you to do what you just said, test it, tweak it. And then, okay, what might I change to improve these little numbers? And it could just be like a small percent. If you keep going up, then you'll be like, okay, they're responding to this. Now what else can I change? Right. And again, focusing on one thing at a time.
0: Yeah. I read The One Thing a few years ago. I think it was maybe 2018. And I love, love, love that book. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm with you. Okay, great. If there are people that are listening to the show today that want to connect with you and learn more about um, what you do, they want to learn more about the Foot Traffic Podcast, where's the best place for them to go?
1: Yeah, they can um, go to Foot Traffic Podcasts. Um, for sure. You can follow me on Instagram at the Michelle Fernandez, and then we we can help you with all that kind of stuff, or you just get all kinds of values about what traffic and funnels is all about. So you can grow um, like a thriving income predictability, I guess I should say in your business.
0: Well, Michelle, thank you so much for everything that you've shared today. It's been really fun to connect with you. Likewise. Thank you so much for having me. Do you want to make more money without squeezing more patients or clients onto your schedule if that's you be sure to take my free class in it you'll learn how to bring leveraged income into your practice so you can work less live more and help more people than ever before you can get signed up by going to drdanielleeaton.com and click
1: free